welcome. This week, our contestants will be facing off about the topic Eucalyptus Sargenti and Pecors. This is Learn a Little, a stupid podcast for smart people with David Andrew Laws and Liz McMonagall. Yeah, are we still, we're going to still record right now? Yeah, just keep it's recording. Happening? Yeah. Great. That's, that's, Great. That's for me to be able to sync it up later. Mm. Um, cool. Since it's, since what we're literally going to do is you'll turn that into an MP3 and email it to me. Blessed. I am uh, literally learning so much. Well, don't learn too much. It's time to only learn a little. Ah. Hi, everyone. My name is David. I'm Liz. And this is Learn a Little. It's a stupid podcast for smart people. And the, uh, <laughs> I didn't prepare this part. I only prepared my learnings. I didn't prepare I, an intro. I hear you. Do you want to say anything intro-wise? Yes, you do. <laughs> I want to watch you flail. Oh, okay. Thanks for your support. <laughs> You're welcome. I am the what, what we're talking about today. I've sometimes. We only get a little bit and we have to sort of like go out. And then sometimes uh-huh. like the thing that I have today, I think is very broad. And I, I worry about like getting too off topic. Uh, 1000%. You too? That's mine as well. Mine. Okay. Can we explain the premise? We should explain okay. what we're doing. This is Learn a Little. It's a stupid yes. podcast for smart people. What we've mm-hmm. done is Liz and I want to learn just a little bit and teach you just a little bit. So okay. we've gone to wikipedia.org. <laughs> and clicked a random article and we've learned mm-hmm. about this random article and we're going to teach each other and then quiz each other. Uh, we can only use the Wikipedia article itself. We, we can use any like links that link to other Wikipedia pages, but we can't go off the site for any information. That's um, correct. For me, I have a lot of great links this week. I was given the gift of links. I was given like I had the best holiday ever oh. because... It had so many links as presents, and I appreciate every single one of them. It's not always the case. Sometimes we're floundering and going, I, I, I'll ask a question, and the answer's like, I don't nope. know. <laughs> zero. The answer is zero. But now there is. So let's just but do today, it. Let's dive in. Let's. Because I'm going to teach first. Okay. I'm going to teach you about the Eucalyptus Sargentii. Eucalyptus? I think it's pronounced Sargenti, so it's Eucalyptus. Dus, right? E-U-C-A-L-Y-P-T-U-S, eucalyptus. It's a scientific yep. name for a plant. Um, and sargenti is S-A-R-G-E-N-T-I-I. Okay. So I don't know if I-I means a different Sargenti. sound. Sargenti. Sargenti. Um, it's also not Italian. It's Latin. I don't know why we both went Sargenti. <laughs> or that I'm was, thinking of cheese now. Dracula for a second. Oh, here we go. The eucalyptus sargenti. <laughs> Speaking of... Where do you mm. think this plant grows, Liz? Well, eucalyptus plants, as we all know, originate from Latin America. No, mm. but a good guess. What's interesting about well, you this... tried to throw me off with the Latin thing, so that's why I was like, "Is that a hint?" Because <laughs> they speak Latin. I in read Latin into American <laughs> so terrible. No, they don't. <laughs> no, this plant. So the eucalyptus sargenti commonly known as the salt river gum, uh, is a species of small tree that is endemic to Western Australia. 
Really? Yeah, we're back in Australia. Australia, We didn't release that episode. That was our episode zero where I had an Australian bus company. Yeah. And we found out that we can't do Australian. Neither of us can, mate. Mate, I like (laughs) your hat, mate. I feel like Kevin from The Office when he like has to try to do the accent. Maybe that's Eucalyptus Sargenti. There it is. Mate. Um, do you know what Perfect. endemic means? Nope. I didn't know what endemic meant either, and I'm really glad that that was a clickable link. I assu- what, what do you think it means? Do you have a guess? Endemic. Can you use it in a sentence? Yes. I know you just did. The Eucalyptus argenti, commonly known as the salt river gum, is a species of mallet or small tree that is endemic to Western Australia. Endemic. I feel like invasive that's exactly what i thought i also exactly Ugh. thought that it was an invasive so both, species what you're saying is we both are wrong it's but it's we're... potentially the opposite because it means mm. that it only exists in that one single defined geographic location huh so the so you know a species could theoretically be invasive and endemic um, yeah but that would be if pretty... it only exists there yeah that's very interesting um, okay but the eucalyptus argenti is a tree that only lives in Western Australia. In Western Australia, born and raised. <laughs> born and it. raised. <laughs> On the barbies where I spent most of my days. Fresh Prince of, I don't know what the equivalent of Bel Air would be in Australia, but. Sargenti. Somebody, what is it called? The eucalyptus sargenti. Eucalyptus sargenti. Sargenti. Every time I go Italian, I can't help it. Uh, it's got rough bark on part of part or all of the trunk, smooth bark above, hmm. linear to narrow lance-shaped leaves. I feel like I'm trying to sell you this tree. I know. I'm like, I've already bought it. It's fine. Is it? Is it? Is it the eucalyptus that we all know and love and hang in our showers? Is it the same type of eucalyptus that we're all thinking of that I our minds immediately gravitate? Let me, maybe. I don't think so, but let me okay. get there. Um, it's got flower buds in groups of seven, mm. whitish to creamy yellow flowers, and conical fruit. So it's got cone-shaped fruit. Mm. Is it the kind of eucalyptus that we put on ourselves? <laughs> Maybe I assume okay. so. I mean, eucalyptus is a genus, right? That that is that is the scientific classification of like hundreds of plants. Mm. There are hundreds of different eucalyptuses. This is eucalypti, the eucalypti, if you will. Eucalyptus seas. Okay, I like eucalypti. That could that's not right, <laughs> but it could be. Maybe it is right. That's actually. the story of my book. It's not right, but it could be. It's, if it's not, it should. <laughs> um, but the eucalyptus sargenti. Uh, is is a specific kind. Um, now here's what's different. About what David? The, eu- the eucalyptus sargenti is not like other eucalyptus <laughs> mallets. And now the eucalyptus sargenti is on its own dating show. Try yeah. to sell it. Try to sell it as like the best date. Well, a mally is the is a growth habit of certain eucalypt species that grow with multiple springing stems from an underground. Lignotuber. Wait, I said that wrong. Lig- Don't like that. Lignotuber. No. So a lignotuber <laughs> is it. I, I wish I could show you the picture, but I can't because this is an audio medium. So imagine a tree and imagine it from okay. the top down. You've got leaves and they're all on branches. Mm-hmm. And then down from there is the trunk. And then down from there, it looks like a 
what would you expect when it hits the ground? Roots. Roots. You'd expect roots that all go out. This has a big, looks like an elephant foot. It's got a big club at the bottom instead. Interesting. And it's to protect the plant against uh, fires. Huh. And Don't uh, palm trees have that type? Ooh, maybe. They could do. Uh, <laughs> but the eucalyptus argenti does not have a lignotuber. Okay. What does it have, David? It I don't know, but it doesn't oh. usually form a lignotuber. <laughs> That's why I was saying it's different. It's not like the it other eucalyptus sargenti mm. or eucalyptus plants. Um, but <laughs> it was first formally described in 1924 by Joseph Maiden in his book, A Critical Revision of the Genus Eucalyptus, oh. which- Stirring. I mean, that's a that's a that's a bathroom novel if I've ever heard of one. <laughs> a critical revision of the genus Eucalyptus. Thank God there was so much about the genus Eucalyptus that needed revising. Mm -hmm. So many so many others preceding him were incorrect. Exactly. And then a couple of guys in 1992 <laughs> uh, tried to subcategorize it. I think. Yeah, they they tried to make two subspecies. Okay. Um, but they are not accepted by the Australian Plant Census, hmm. which I think is super cool that that is <laughs> an organization. The Australian Plant Census? Yeah. So they like walk around just like tick, tick. They walk There's around to one. every forest Ooh. and they say, how many trees are living in this forest? Oh, God. Can you imagine? No, they have an online interface. So where that other people can do it? I don't know. I think they upkeep it and other people can go and look at it and say, What's the hey, what's the name of that plant? What's the name of the plant? I what's that I right what, there. What's that all right, John I Lennon, can't. what was that? Just, just just okay. What's the name of that plant right what there? What's the name of that plant right there? <laughs> Liverpool. <laughs> I'm no. gonna check the Australian plant census. <laughs> Also, those poor gentlemen in like 92 who were like, you know what? We're going to make a discovery. Here we go. And the Australian plant says, this is like, no, no, no. Slow your roll. Well, we so disagree. It was, it was a confusing. Let me look at this real quick. Laurie Johnson and Ken Hill described E. sargenti subspecies phalans and E. sargenti subspecies sargentil. So that would have been the eucalyptus sargenti sargentil. Oh, God bless. But only the autonym is accepted by the Australian plant census. What's an autonym, you might ask? Like I said, I... a lot of clickable links this what? week. <laughs> so in botanical nomenclature, mm. which, which is a fancy way of saying plant naming. Plant talk, yep. Uh, <laughs> autonyms are automatically created names as regulated by the International Code of Nomenclature for Algae, Fungi, and Plants. I Let me mean, say that again. Yeah. Autonyms mm -hmm. are automatically created names as regulated by the International Code of Nomenclature for Algae, Fungi, and Plants. You know, this, this has opened my eyes to a lot of jobs that I hope to never have. And like that I'm really grateful that exist and I'm grateful that someone else finds this really interesting. I'm of two minds about it because it, on the one hand, it yeah. is it is very cool that this happens. I always wished I, I, I actually I'm of two minds about this other thing. I'm of a lot of minds today. <laughs> um, Welcome. Welcome to my world. 
You know Enjoy the period it. of time. Oh, holy crap! I just okay. I have to. I'm so split today. I'm so sorry for my for my lack of focus. Um, That's all okay. right, I'm gonna talk about this, and then I have to look at this other thing that I just saw on this Wikipedia page. Okay. Um, so you know, there's a play about it even that I can't remember what it's called, but that sort of period of time where everyone was anglicizing place names. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, I don't like that. I don't wish that we'd done that. I wish if we met Japan and they said, oh, are, we call our country Nihon, that we had said, all right, then we will call it Nihon. We won't make our own name for your country, which is called Japan. Yeah. Um, but we did, everybody did, all the cultures did. All the cultures have different names for all the different countries in their own languages. I wish I could have been a part of that. I would love... You would be very good at that. I would love to go into a town and be like, this what town has this? big rocks. We're going to call it Big Rock Town. Nice. <laughs> and someone's <laughs> doing that for plants. That's fast. Someone's going, this tree is like that tree, but it's different in this way. So we're going to call it a Latin name, which means like the other tree, but, but two different. leaves instead of four leaves. Fascinating. Um, but also Truly. the other mind of that is, I don't think you got to do that. Why? What? Because what would you call it then? Tree. Okay. It's just a tree. It's Who cares? Tree. It's like for the people in wherever, I assume Australia, but they're like, oh, do you want a Coke? And that's just, it's just a litany of all the other beverages that we in America are like, oh, I would People like. do that in Australia? People do that I in the know. South. People do that in the South when people say Coke when they mean soda. Right. But then they say what type of Coke? But you would never do that for a tree. So would you, yeah, because you would be like, oh, I need that type of tree for like wood no, building. No, no, no. You would never do that for a tree. I might. I would never do that for a tree. I might. You. My dad owns a lumber yard. Oh. So I feel like people who are in construction would be like, I can't have, you know, that type of tree that goes like this, like that's pointy at the top. We can't use triangle tree. We have to use. We have to use bulky tree. We have to use big tree. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so, why these names exist and that's why they're great. And I'm very excited for all the people who do it. I'm and so happy and so grateful. Thank you, people who super, do that. Super grateful. The International Code of Nomenclature for Algae, Fungi, and Plants is a set of rules and recommendations dealing with the formal botanical names that are given to plants, fungi, and a few other groups of organisms. Um, the current version of the code, right? Oh, okay. So, yeah. It was formerly called the International Code of Botanical Nomenclature. Now it's the International Code of Nomenclature for Algae, Fungi, and Plants. It was changed at the International Botanical Congress in Melbourne as part of the Melbourne Code, which replaced the Vienna Code of 2005. The current huh. version of the code is the Sichuan Code, adopted by the International Botanical Congress held in Sichuan, China, in July 2017. Remember when we were just talking I about? I was like, we we, we have were already just talking about Sichuan. We could have gotten from this article to that article with only Wikipedia clicks. There's a connect. There's a connection. There's a connection. Oh, I'm really proud of us. That's really cool. It is really cool. I love it. And in a way that I would never have thought would exist. But that's some stuff about this neat tree that is endemic to Western Australia. Fantastic. Do you feel like you learned something about this tree? I feel like I learned a little bit. Let's find out. <laughs> I was much less effusive with the parts of this that are going to be the answers. I'm a pre Oh, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing for you and a good thing mm, for me. Great. 
The Eucalyptus sargenti <laughs> is commonly known as what? Oh, What's David. its common name? I did say it twice. You did? I made sure I said it twice. What's the common name for this tree? Tree of no importance. No, that's mean. Don't be mean to the eucalyptus sargenti. <laughs> eucalyptus sargenti. For half points, I will give you the first word. Okay. Salt. Ah, David, I don't remember it. It's the Salt River gum. Salt River. Oh, yeah, you did say it. Have I you heard of it like once. gum trees? I think it's like that. Yes, it's yes. Yeah. Um, Salt River gum. Dang it. Okay. I didn't have any links about it, so I don't know what properly Ooh, a, like a gum like, tree is. But I would have really had to be listening. And I was. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have like really had to be listening. Oh, I also David. wanted to. I'll say something else about the eucalyptus sargenti after I quiz you. That's okay. not on the quiz. Okay. The flowers Ooh. on the eucalyptus sargenti, mm-hmm. uh, they grow in groups of what? Seven. Yay. <gasps> Here's why I remember that. It's because, first of all, it's an odd number. And then second of all, the second word after that you said was they're creamy, and it's like my least <laughs> favorite. Do not <laughs> do not call something creamy unless it's like mac and cheese. Please and Flower thank you. Flower buds in groups of seven whitish to creamy yellow flowers. Ah, gross. You don't like a creamy yellow? Not a fan of a creamy yellow. Well, I'm proud of you for remembering seven because of its gross connotation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Eucalyptus argenti was first formally described in what year? And I'll give 1924. You... I'm not going to give you any options. You know why? Because wow. okay, can I tell you that on our That's horizon, the year you were born, <laughs> on our horizon, 1924 is an important year for. Not this article that I'll be talking about today, <gasps> but our next article. Whoa. I know. So you found another connection. So I did a connection and I was like, ooh, this is exciting. And so that's the reason. I still got two out of three. I'm, I'm really very proud. proud of you. you got two out of three. That's really great. Um, that was a really good one, except that I should, like the one I should have known was the first one. Pressure's on me. Uh, I also <laughs> want to tell you uh, that the uh sargenti is classified as not threatened by the western australia government department of parks and wildlife but there's a subspecies that is classified as priority three meaning it is (laughs) meaning it is poorly known and known from only a few locations but is not under imminent threat so So it's like (laughs) it's like (laughs) it's like just making its way to like that's their way of saying, famous. ain't nobody know about this tree, but it's <laughs> but, like, there. It's there, and it's chilling. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, David. So thanks for learning a little about Western Australian trees. <laughs> what are you going to teach me about? Okay, David, buckle up, because let me tell you, all... Uh, yeah, I've got like a, a roller coaster. Ka-chunk. So... This is going to be a lot of a lot, but we're only going to learn a little, but a lot of a lot. Okay. So I'm going to mispronounce all of this, all of it. So in advance, I apologize because it is just going to be horrific. I got this off of Wikipedia. <laughs> it, I I will do my best and I promise there's nothing more, like nothing that I hate more 
it's truly making me like sweaty because okay. I really like pronouncing things correctly. This is a safe place to miss. Okay. I know, but I don't like it. And so I really, I clicked on all the things. I was hoping for like the, you know, what do you call it? What a it's little like, pronunciation. Yeah, the little pronunciation or, guide. Yeah. Exactly. Greg was like, don't they have that? I'm like, no, they don't. I tried. I tried my best. So anyway, so we're going to be learning a little about this guy named... It's either Pacorus, Pacors, or nope, that's it. Those are oh. our two options for today. So it's a guy. It's a king. A king. Holy did not under did not know did not know. I have so, access to the sheet, right? What we have is we have a little Google sheet, mm-hmm. that, like where we list what we're gonna do, but we don't like we don't cheat or anything. Like I would never click on the link, but I no, have just the title of it, and it says yeah, it's P A C O R E S, and I if you'd ask me if that's like. What it? Yeah, like, what is it? I wouldn't what know would if that was a noun, if that was a v- verb, an adjective. I don't know what this word is. I um, pictured boots. And I don't boots. know why, but I pictured boots. And I just thought there were going to be boots. And oh, did you get the like... new Pecoris boots? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a new Patagonia boot. It's like super cute. Name Pecoris. Pecoris, whatever. So this guy, this king, was an Indo-Parthian king who ruled the remnants of the Indo-Parthian kingdom from 100 to 130 AD. Whoa. Crazy, right? So it was also this Indo-Parthian kingdom was also known as the Surin kingdom. And it was founded by this like main dude who was from the house of Surin. And he, the, the whole thing lasted from 19 AD to 226 AD. Okay, not a bad run. Cool. So they, like, ruled at their, like, epicness, at their, like, zenith or whatever. They ruled what is now Eastern Iran. Exactly. 100%. I had to put it in context. Uh, What is now Eastern Iran, various parts of Afghanistan, and then northwest regions of India, and then now it's, like, Pakistan and still parts of India. That's a big kingdom. It's a very big king. They like did very well for themselves. Well, good for you, Pacorus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Pacorus. So he was only one of nine. He was the seventh in this nine-leadered kingdom. Oh, he so, was a king. Yeah, he was a king that ruled. Well, that makes during, sense. That's a big. Yeah. That's a big. That's, kingdom. <laughs> it's a very big kingdom. So they had six common languages. Like Aramaic, Greek, Pali, Sanskrit, Prakrit, and Parthian. Great. Boom. Three common religions, Hinduism, Buddhism, Zoroastrianism. I think Zoroastrianism. Sure. That's yeah. that's another way to pronounce it, too. That, mm-hmm. I only know a very little about Zoroastrianism. But Zoroastrianism. It is, it, Fascinating. I think that's how it's pronounced. It is a fun one. I think it's one. Wait, what do I know about Zoroastrianism? I don't know. You tell me. I don't actually know anything about That's it. That's okay. That's okay. So this kingdom, so they have like a lot going on, right? This kingdom was founded in 19, the year 19, mm-hmm. when this guy Gondophares declared independence from the Parthian Empire. So there was like Parthian Empire. They were leading. They were like, we are going to whatever. And he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to declare independence and I'm going to make my own kingdom and it later led into this like 
big empire, the Indo-Parthian kingdom empire. Wait, what did he separate from? The Parthian Empire. He separated from the Parthian and made the Indo-Parthian. Uh, Indo-Parthian. Yeah, he was like, mm, boop. What does Indo mean? Okay, so that is a great question, and that is what Greg also asked. Oh. It didn't link to anything. Oh. It's a prefix that means, mm-hmm. like... Here's what I... Ass- mm, I don't want to assume, because well, you know what happens like when gonna. you assume. Sometimes but you're I, wrong. F- yep, I might be wrong, but I feel like Indo is... India plus. Interesting. Do we think that's correct? Because what is like, because we had the same question of like, there's Indo-Parthian. Yeah, Indo-Parthian. Well, what are other Indo- Indo-China. Indochina. That's the other word that comes that's to mind. That's the other, yep, totally. But then Indonesia, which I assumed, oh, which Indonesia, which might be, if it's the if it's an India prefix and a Polynesia subroute. Right. Um, interesting. You think it's so just, maybe? you think it's a geographical Maybe. I think it is. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Let's go. Mm. I'm excited for I, I don't know. next week's edition <gasps> of uh, corrections and stuff, Ooh. which we didn't have to do last week. I think either I didn't pay attention or we were fine. Last week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we weren't fine, but uh, we just, I'm sure we just forgot. We gave ourselves so, a break. So <laughs> we gave ourselves a break. But I'm prepared to look stupid next week. <laughs> oh. When we're like, okay. when we're like, Indo means new. You stupid. And, uh, well, and that's just it. Does it? I don't know. I, I think know. it also might mean that. That would make sense too. There's a lot of things that make sense. It just depends on if it's right. So sorry, I tangented you. No, no, please. Um, so our buddy Pacorus, Pacorus, Pacorus. Pacorus is so, where I'm leaning now. That's where I'm leaning. Pacorus. Pacorus. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go with Pecoris. Stick with Pecoris. Boop, boop. No, wait. So, okay. Well, now I don't... <laughs> so it does... All right, whatever. It links, it links out to Pecoris, which is P-A-C-O-R-U-S, which means prince. So it's oh. like a, a prince in this. So I would assume... I wonder if it's Pacorus. Oh, God. Right? I don't know. But I don't know much about... I don't know much about... Uh, don't know much about pack. I, I don't know. <laughs> don't know much about <laughs> parkours. <laughs> I, I don't know much about uh, Asian and Middle Eastern etymology, and I definitely don't know much about first century or second century. Uh, Literally first century etymology. This is insane. Is it? It's is insane. it second century? I think it's no. Second. So he is. So he. Ooh, no. You're right. He was in the second century, but yeah. they started reigning in the first century. Yeah. Under Gondophares, that's what I'm gonna say. I'll take it's that. So one. wrong. That I like it's so incorrect. So the time of his reign can only be determined, or like was determined, because they discovered a lot of his coins <gasps> overstruck or like uh, overstrike <gasps> those of a Kushan Empire who reigned right before him. They took those coins and they said, "We're gonna put our." We're going to put our own symbol on top of these coins. Isn't that crazy? Like if I took so, a quarter and put a sticker of my face on it. Yeah. <laughs> like a, an emblazoned like sticker. Yeah. They were just like, nope, you're gone now. And they stopped doing that because I'm sure it confused a whole lot of people. That's, but Vending machines will not accept those. <laughs> they won't, which is sad for our first and second century Indo-Parthian kingdom. <laughs> 
<laughs> so he was seventh in line. He was the last well-attested ruler. I don't know. Fine. Um, and then he was like, they were hanging on by a dear thread. And then the Kushan Empire conquered them. Womp, womp. Wow. But the Kushan Empire played a really important role. They, like, want want Indo-Parthian did as well, not to discredit what they did. But the Kushan Empire played an important role in establishing Buddhism in the Indian subcontinent, and oh. it spread to Central Asia and China. So that's pretty cool. Spread a lot of that Buddhism around. Spread all the Buddhism. A little, bu- a little Buddha. A little bit of Buddha. <laughs> I hate it so much. <laughs> you did. Oh, man. So that's our buddy Pacors. Okay, see, so here's the thing, David. I had a hard time because everything was clickable. Yeah. E- everything. And I was like, if I, keep, <laughs> if I keep going down into this beautiful rabbit hole of history, yeah. I, could, I could spend weeks learning about this. There's so much and it's incredible. And like learning about the Indo-Parthian kingdom and like what it all happened. And it was so baller. Of course, I was looking for like, like, criminal history or like cool like crazy stories which they i'm sure they have it just wasn't in the wikipedia article but he seems pretty chill this honestly the 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 what i love about this and this project in general and this one this in particular entry is i don't know if you've heard this expressed but there's this thing about like you know about legacy and people say like you know think about you know name 10 people from the 20th century okay now name five people from the 19th century okay name four people from the 18th century and eventually you get back to like 12 you know 13th and 12th century and it's like name someone from there and it's like you can't I mean, most people can't right the average person yeah. can't name someone from the 12th century um and it's like you know i think it's it's supposed to be either a nihilistic like nothing matters we're all gonna die eventually you'll be thought about for the last time or it's like a comforting <laughs> super upper <laughs> or it's the comfort you can <laughs> some people can take comfort in that and like you know if you make a mistake if you do something embarrassing it's like well eventually no one no will one's gonna remember that now, you peed your pants on television <laughs> now Not i know about someone from the second century <laughs> there it is now i know about pacorus and he still exists now because we are keeping him alive him. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. I think that's crazy. But also it just means that I have to get a Wikipedia article before I die. About you? Yeah. Yeah. Should we write one about ourselves? We actually should write one. That should be our end goal. (laughs) (laughs) The final assignment. So that's just a little bit because... All right. Quiz me. That's great. I'm going to quiz you. Ready? Questions. What is the number of rulers that reigned throughout the Indo-Parthian kingdom? Like the time, the reign. At the same, How many rulers? There were nine at the same time. There were nine. There were nine total. And he was And then seven. bonus points. Oh. Boom. Hey, yeah, he, he was seven of nine. Because really when you. you first said it, I imagined that it was children, not kings, and that he was the seventh <laughs> child. And I tried to assign him a personality based on that. I love this because I also feel it's really fascinating to see like how we learn yeah. and what what we hold on to. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, what years did the Indo-Parthian kingdom happen or like what what were the years? Okay, I'm not going to get this. There was something of what all right, the Indo-Parthian kingdom yes. lasted from That's what I mean. something to something before yep. the Kushar mm-hmm. Kushan Kushan took over. Mm-hmm. Um and it was something 
One of those numbers is 119. Is that right? It, just knock off the 100. Oh, I know. I thought, hmm, I thought something happened about the 19. Yeah, 19. What are the years? What are they? 19 through 226. Oh, I wasn't going to get 226. I had 19 in my brain for some reason. That's because that's when it started. That's when they said, heck off, we're not going to be a part Yeah, of that's Empire when they said, anymore. boop, I'm independent. Independent. Yeah, and then they yeah, and then they all put on their red coats and fought everybody. And mm-hmm. um, okay, well, I'm not going to give myself a point for that, but that's okay. Yeah, but it, like, brava. So, what were the th- what were three common languages spoken throughout the Indo-Parthian kingdom? I thought that was going to come up. All right, three of the co- I was I paid I paid I, I was like pay attention, and then I got distracted. <laughs> three. You- you and I are very similar. Of the <laughs> languages our... that they spoke are Sanskrit. Okay. Is one. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. One of them <laughs> was Hindi. No. Darn it. It's okay. You have uh, other options. One of them was, darn it. I don't know. Ah, I'm kicking myself. It's okay. Farsi. I'm sorry, David. No, no, no. There were six choices. I know there were. (laughs) And one of them was Sanskrit. One of them was Sanskrit. And one of them, because there was another one. Was there one that sounded like Sanskrit? There was one that sounded like Uh another one. Oh, it did. It was like Pashkrit. It was Prakrit. Prakrit. Darn it. No, I don't don't know this one. Tell me all six of them so I can know it forever. Aramaic. Aramaic. Greek. Oh, I forgot Greek. Yeah. Pali, 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 Sanskrit, which mm-hmm. you got, Prakrit, Prakrit, and Parthian. Oh, silly. I know. It was like that's okay. It was great. That's awesome. It was a hard one. Uh, it was a hard one. I probably don't even remember them now. And there was just <laughs> <laughs> it was Pali and Greek and Sanskrit and Parthian and I've forgotten the first one. I know you did, and that was like the one that you said so. You, like you were like boldly. What was it? Oh, Aramaic. Uh, Aramaic. Darn it. Yeah. <laughs> My brain is so slippery today. Uh, good job, David. Well, good job, Liz, because that means with two out of three correct and for you and one out of three correct for me, that means Liz wins this episode. And the crowds rejoice. Is this the first episode that one of us has won? Did we tie all the other ones? I feel like we did. I think so. That means you're the... Maybe. We have to figure out what that means that you win, but you did win. Probably another mimosa. I was hoping that's what that was. (laughs) I couldn't tell if that was just orange juice or if that was... Oh. Saturday orange juice. It was Saturday orange juice. (laughs) It is Saturday. Oh, my gosh. Um, (laughs) Yay. All right, then let's look up our, our things for doing our outro. Great. So thank you everyone for listening. That is the end of the episode. Um, we I want to tell you if you want to follow uh, this project on the social media and like interact with it and maybe send us some stuff that you want to do. Um, the best place to do that right now we're sort of like working on our whole social media scene. But Background Joys uh, yes. is the partner network that we are are with. We're with um, Dimly Wit, which is our hosting network, and then Background Joys. Uh, is where all of our like social media and stuff is going to be happening with a bunch of other great podcasts like Dress for the Podcast You Want, which I host um, with my lovely wife, Megan, and just a bunch of other podcasts are going to be as a part of that. So that's Background Joys, and that's on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and, and you can find it and find out more about um, 
what we're doing with learn a little. Uh, but do that and then come listen next week. And yes. for now, we'll say goodbye because my name is David. I'm Liz. And, and next week. Let's do it again. <laughs> But this has been Learn a Little. It's a stupid podcast for smart people. My name is David. And I'm Liz. And next week, we're going to be learning a little about Al Lacone. And Lorraine. <laughs> Lorraine. Lorraine. Just Lorraine. Just Lorraine. Lo- just Lorraine. Lorraine in Spain falls mainly I on the plane. Get out of here. <laughs> Thank you for tuning in. Next time, see our contestants face off about the topics Al Lacone and Lorraine. Make sure to rate, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Instagram at background.joys. This has been another episode of Learn a Little. Hosted on dimlywit.com.